0: Everybody, to this podcast has autism. I hope you enjoy the show.
1: Hey, everybody! Today we're going to interview Marcy Harwood, uh, one of the hosts of the show. She's a mother of an autistic son and also a wife of an autistic husband. Marcy, uh, would you introduce yourself?
0: Sure. Yeah, my name's Marcy Harwood. Um, I, like you said, I'm a mother of an autistic son and I my husband is autistic as well um, autism runs through my husband's family and um, and yeah I'm just happy to be here
1: at what age was your son diagnosed with autism
0: so my son was five when he was diagnosed with autism Um and it was pretty easy like we went to um, his mental therapist and Um, just brought it up and said you know do you think what do you think about autism and he said yeah I think that's that's a likely possibility for your son Um, it didn't seem like we had to go through too many hoops um, to get him diagnosed Um, and yeah it just seemed like it was pretty easy and straightforward Um, the thing that has been hard is getting my husband diagnosed he does have a diagnosis from a LCSW I believe um was her background but um it's it's harder to get an adult diagnosed and I think that should change
1: do your loved ones with autism have a routine they stick to
0: um yeah so my son knows that when he wakes up in the morning, he needs to get up and take his pills and put his glasses on and put deodorant on when he's changing his clothes, and he knows that all those things go um, in order, and and then he gets ready for school, he gets breakfast, and he um, knows that uh, he's responsible for himself, and he can do it himself, and he's pretty independent. Um, so we're really lucky like that and my husband um, sort of has a routine he he sleeps in in the morning and then he wakes up and gets his coffee and um, and takes his pills and um, just kind of goes throughout the day and and then helps when needed and um, yeah so they both kind of do stick to a routine Um, It's not a very structured one like we we do have a lot of um, Elasticity with it, Uh, you know, it's not very rigid like there's um, some uh, I can't think of the word that I'm trying to think of but um, There's some molding that can be done uh, with the routines so we can We can uh, change their routines if we need to. So yeah, they they do kind of stick to a routine.
1: How do you find time for yourself?
0: So that's a good question. I don't really find that much time for myself um, unless I'm doing something for my church. Um, That's really the only time that I go away from my family to to do something. And so that's more like service. but uh, besides that, I, I listen to podcasts while I'm at work, um, and so, like, it, it's just something that I'm interested in doing and my hobbies, so I guess that's kind of one way I, I uh, find time for myself as well, is through podcasts and through talking with my friends and, and relating to other autism families. So, yeah, I guess that's it.
1: How hard was it to get a diagnosis for
0: your son? So, like I said earlier, it wasn't it wasn't very hard to get a diagnosis for um my son. Um the unfortunate thing is I think the services uh could be extended for adults. Um I feel like there's a lot more services uh for children than there is adults and that sh- that needs to change. And I feel like um adults it's not very easy and it's it's much more expensive and your insurance doesn't cover it and it's it's just a lot of problems dealing with an adult diagnosis Um, and I feel like that needs to change in this country um, in the United States and and elsewhere too I I feel like um, other people are experiencing the same type of thing where you know we have all these great services and accommodations for children but f- as an adult um they get the shaft like they they just don't really there's nothing out there for them besides like mental health therapy and um and maybe you know the the occasional workplace accommodation but i still feel like you know we could expand that a little bit better and and be more inclusive
1: Does life make more sense now that your son and husband have been
0: diagnosed? um yeah, so it makes more sense to me why they do the things they that they do um i I tend to like I've read a lot of autism books and I tried to put myself in their shoes, like why are they having a meltdown or why are they doing the thing that they're doing right now? Um, is there a sensory issue going on? Is there something with the lighting? Is there something with, you know, the noise? Um, is there something touching them that they don't want to be touched by? Um, I try to put myself in their shoes and try to feel, get a feel for why they're doing what they're doing. And then it kind of um, helps me make more sense of autism just in general. Um, it helps me to feel more empathy towards them and get through a meltdown a little bit faster. Um, but yeah, um, it does make more sense. And I'm glad that that there's an autism diagnosis out there um, for my son and my husband and, and that um, that we were able to find it. So yeah.
1: How do you handle a meltdown from either your son or your husband?
0: So, meltdowns are tricky. Um, my son has meltdowns sometimes like at school. Um, like when um when the bell rings or well not, I don't think they actually have bells at their school because it's an autism-based school. But um when it's time to go and he doesn't want to go or maybe he had a, like a bad day or or something, you know, happened during the day that he has some bad behavior, Um, he doesn't want to come out and see me, you know, when I'm picking him up from school. And so sometimes he'll have a meltdown. And, you know, for a while there, I had to go in to the school and and sit down with him and like just pat his back and and talk with him and try to understand like where he's coming from and, and what's, you know, really bothering him and and let him know that you know I'm here and that I'm not going anywhere and that you know I'm here to stay and um, that that helped calm him down a lot and just you know being there for him and being more understanding and more patient with him. Um, yeah that, that helped the meltdowns um, from a few years ago uh, lately he has meltdowns sometimes like in the store um, but they're, they're more in the form of a tantrum, like he's trying to get what he wants rather than a meltdown um, from a sensory issue. So I feel like with tantrums, you know, like I just tell him, you know, we're not having this in the store. We're not doing this, you know, in public and and it's embarrassing and, and please knock it off and that kind of thing. And, and it usually calms down pretty well. He understands like where I'm coming from and and he sees, you know, that we're out in public and... And so yeah, it kind of nips it in the bud. Um, But yeah, like I said, those are more tantrums than meltdowns, I feel like. Um, And then with my husband, meltdowns are a little bit tricky. Um, They're a little bit more explosive and frightening. Um, I don't really know how to handle them that well. I'm still looking for ways to cope and get more understanding from my husband um but like any marriage I mean there's there's going to be problems in a marriage regardless so this is just one of our issues and just something that I need to continually um improve at so yeah but um he doesn't have them all that often like they they're few and far between thankfully so um yeah
1: Do you have any therapies or supports in place?
0: Um, therapies as far as like, well, my son and my husband both see a mental therapist. Actually, my whole family does, um, except for me. Um, my other son does too, but we don't do ABA therapy. Um, we just haven't ever gotten into it yet and we've never explored that avenue. Um... But they do see a mental therapist, um, all three of them, my two sons and my husband, and um, that really greatly benefits them. Um, I feel like talking out their problems and issues and and trying to gain more empathy for other people, um, and then trying to... Um, like my sons go and play games with the therapist, and it helps them to see... You know, like um, social cues and and the different um, the different uh, like personalities that can come through when you have a competition, and so it's it's just kind of a fun um, mental therapy that they get to do.
1: What's it like being married to someone with uh, who is autistic?
0: so it's pretty challenging Um, like I said you know with with any marriage it's there's gonna be challenges um, but this presents a lot more challenges I feel like um, having somebody with autism Um, but it's nothing that can't be managed you know I feel like it's doable and with anybody it's doable I mean if you love somebody enough you're gonna make it work and and so it it can be challenging, but it's very rewarding as well um, yeah i I just feel like with autism in my everyday daily life, you know everyday day to day uh immediate family um I'm constantly surrounded by autism and and um but it's great it it can be a positive life as well so um. But yeah so
1: how hard is it to form friendships for your son or husband
0: so my son um, I feel like he might have a little bit of a harder time forming friendships um, being autistic he he does have like one or two um, close friends at school um, like I mentioned earlier my son does go to an autism-based school, so he he's around a lot of autistic children, um, which is great for him because he he relates to them and he can um, have something in common right off the bat. Um, but his one good friend that he has, um, I'm kind of surprised that they're friends because they don't have like a whole lot in common besides autism and and liking video games, you know, I feel like they, they bicker and they argue and they, um, constantly, uh, I don't know, pick at each other sometimes. And so I feel like it's kind of surprising to see them as being close friends, but hey, whatever works, it just, it just works for them. So, and then my husband, um, he has like one or two friends from childhood that he still keeps in touch with, I think. And I don't know how often they really keep in touch, um, but he, it seems like he's always had a easy time forming friendships, so.
1: How does autism impact your life?
0: Um, so because we run a autism podcast, I feel like, um, I'm on social media a lot watching what, you know, things are trending in autism, in the autism community, and I try to see what's going on and and what autistic people are talking about and and how they feel. And so um I'm constantly it's constantly on my mind um because of the podcast and because of my immediate family, you know, my my son and my husband um they bring it to the forefront um daily and and so autism is impacting my life quite, quite frequently. You know, it's, it's a daily thing. And, um, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like it can be a positive impact. You know, um, I think both my, my son and my husband are both high functioning and they can get along well, um, pretty independently. Like my son isn't completely independent. Um, he's only 11, so he's, He still needs help with certain things, but he's, he's good with toileting, he can, he's verbal, you know, we're lucky that way that, um, that we don't have a nonverbal child and, and, um, not saying that that's bad, but it's, it would just be another challenge by itself, um, not understanding what your son wants or, or your daughter, um, wants or needs at that moment. But, so we're fortunate that way um but yeah, he um, autism affects my life um quite a bit, and um I'm happy about it. I'm grateful for it, so yeah,
1: does your son or husband have any stems?
0: um my son does he Mostly he like hums or sings while something intense is going on on the TV. Like he'll sing or hum during a movie or during a TV show when most especially when um, it's like the most intense part. And I, I wonder and kind of often like to, to think of it as he's trying to drown out the the noise in his brain. Um, I feel like his brain is constantly running and, and going. And so I feel like he's trying to, to drown out that noise from his brain so that he can actually pay attention to what's on TV. Um, and then I feel like my husband, um, for Stims, he's got like a blanket that he feels and touches um, that seems to calm him down, which is great. And then he also likes to touch my skin. You know, being his wife, he he says that my skin is soft, and and he loves touching my skin, so that seems to calm him down as well. So I guess maybe that's a stim. Um, but yeah, they we don't currently have like the flapping of the hands um, that you see in typical um, autism, but we do have our our little quirks and and personalities.
1: How do you f- deal with your frustrations?
0: Um, that's a good question. I don't deal with my frustrations very well. Um, I'm human. I'm not perfect. I do take my frustrations out on my son and my husband a lot of times. And a lot of times I have to apologize, you know, the next day or or later that day. Um, a lot of times I have to apologize and say, you know, I don't hate you, um, you as a person, I, I hate the behavior that, that you're doing, um, or that you're displaying, and I just wish that you would make better choices, and, um, you know, and, and, I, I feel like, you know, we as parents, we have to, to say that a lot, um, to our children, and, um, and we, you know, need to be more understanding, and more patient with our children, and, um, so yeah like I'm always working on my frustrations and how to handle them and um, with my husband I don't get frustrated too easily with him I I tend to be quiet and be reserved um, and kind of shut up shut myself down Um, kind of ignore uh, him for a little bit but and that's frustrating for him because when he's frustrated, he likes to, you know, like I said, touch my skin or, or, you know, uses stims. He, so it's, it doesn't really work that well when we're both frustrated with each other. So, um, but yeah, I, I try to, um, not take it out on them. Um, but a lot of times I do and, um, I am human. So, yeah.
1: Do you have any advice for loved ones of autistics?
0: Um, be more patient I feel like with your autistic loved one. Um, patience goes a long way and um, being understanding and maybe putting yourself in their shoes. Um, really trying to be empathetic with your autistic loved one um, can go a long way and um, st- try to see yourself in their shoes in their world um like think about you know what sensory issues are going on what what might be um affecting them that maybe we take for granted you know we as neurotypicals take for granted and and um just try to relate to them um better and yeah patience is key
1: anything else you'd like to add before we close
0: um um Not really. Um, The only thing I would hope for in the near future is that, um, you know, like I mentioned before, we we have so many services for children, and it just seems like, you know, there's not as many for adults. Um, But when you're children, you know, you grow up and you become an adult. So why can't there be services for adults? I I feel like that's a disservice that we have um, in this country. And and just in general in life, you know, I feel like the children get get a lot of help that they need and in early intervention. And then as adults, you're just left, you know, um, wondering what you're supposed to do in life. And there needs to be more help that way. There there needs to be more awareness in the workplace. Like, I feel like, you know, you may be working with somebody who's autistic and you you just never know it because they're not willing to disclose that information and and i think that um it can go a long way if we can can um be inclusive with other people and and um understand, you know, have a better understanding of of each person and and um get to know one another better and yeah, i just feel like um there's a lack of services there out there for adults and and it's really sad and and that needs to change, so yeah. But I'm I'm thankful for um, being on this podcast, and yeah, thanks for listening.
1: That's it for this episode. Until next time.